Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 73, in Minnesota. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number 15 from Chris Pearson. Initially, I was not sure the message came from Chris, since he does not identify himself, and it did not match the sound of his previous messages. After playing it back several times and discussing it with Chris, we concluded it was him. That discussion will follow the message, which comes from the spring of 1989 and is about 30 seconds long. Here we go. Confusing to me. But you know, I'm willing to say that that's me. It sounds like I'm singing with some sort of a TV song, right? I mean, maybe I'm watching a movie. Once you think, you say, you say this is in March. Yeah, I think I was on a trip to Minnesota. That reminds me, you came to visit Minnesota. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's kind of vaguely. I mean, my friend Gary was there then, right? Who was Gary? Can you talk a little bit about him? I, I can't say enough about Gary Hayes. When I was living on Bishop Street, and I lived in the third floor of the building, on the first floor were Jimmy and Gary. And they were just angels to me. I mean, aside from giving me, me my first cat, they wanted to move into a big loft. And when I got kicked out of the building there and I had to move, they took me in, I moved into their garage. Gary got me my first job as a decorative painter. When I moved to New York City, he had moved before I did, and he got me jobs in New York. He introduced me to girls. I tell people he was as close as I have ever known in my life to Picasso. I've never seen anyone make something so beautifully, quickly, and effortlessly as Gary Hayes. I remember one day calling up this big, kind of Baroque-looking chair we found in an alleyway it was probably kind of smelly it had this yellow fabric we pulled it up to my apartment and plopped it down there and he asked one of the girls for her lipstick and he just started drawing this like sort of face pattern on this thing and in 10 minutes it was just the most beautiful chair you'd ever just it was just incredible i saw him do a um did this whole club one time. He painted the enormous floor of this place called the Notel Motel in New York City, like a thousand square feet. I remember he had these overalls on and the whole floor was painted white and he had a bucket of black paint and a mop. And like Charlie Chaplin, he danced from one end to the other and the whole thing just turned into this zebra pattern like you just never, just the coolest, funkiest zebra. He did it in like an hour. He, he lived with AIDS for, for decades. 
and he wound up dying, I think, 2010. He was mostly a collagist. You know, he would make these light fixtures by just gluing. I mean, it could be anything that, you know, it could be plastic, it could be toys, it could be eggshell things, broken plates or so. He would just assemble these things. His last show was called Exploding Books, and he took these big, expensive art books and tore them and made stuff out of the books, like a chair or a goat. He was the greatest artist I've ever met in my life. He was from Gary, Indiana, strangely. Gary from Gary, Indiana. He had a, he was he called his beach house there. It was some abandoned house right on the dunes that he and I would go down there, sometimes often with another person, and sled down the sands of the dunes into the water. I remember one time we were there and, you know, he didn't have a, and a swimsuit with him, you know. He would have gone in naked, but there was a possibility that there were other people around. You know, we didn't want to be provocative. So he borrowed one of the, and he was a big hairy guy. He borrowed a pair of, of girls' panties and he just wore that and was swimming in the uh, lake. I remember seeing him going down, sliding down there, and he just did this sort of trick, like, it was so graceful. He slid down to this, this hairy guy in this girl's panties and he just slid in there, did a little flip or something, and just perfectly, like, into Lake Michigan. And I swear, he wore these panties for, like, days, and you just, you wouldn't question it. You see, he could walk into, like, a general store wearing them, and it wouldn't have seemed weird. He just was the most at ease. This amazing American paradox of gay, but the most all-American Midwestern dude in the world. I have fantastic memories of hanging out with Gary when Chris came to visit Minnesota. In particular, I remember Gary bringing us to the Gay 90s, one of the greatest bars in Minneapolis, and perhaps the world. In the 1940s, the bar was a mob-controlled strip club called the Casablanca. When it was renamed the Gay 90s in 1948, it was still a straight bar, but some men would slip through a back door to the adjacent Happy Hour, an underground joint for gay men. The bars merged and became openly gay in 1971. At the time, patrons faced a lot of harassment with rednecks driving by shouting obscenities, and cops providing more aggravation than protection. By the late 1980s, Minneapolis had gained a reputation as a gay-friendly city, much like San Francisco, although just walking near a gay bar, one could still face threats of violence. When I went to the gay 90s for the first time, it felt like entering a gay Disneyland. It was actually multiple bars in one. On entering, I found a large dance floor packed with guys grinding it out to club music. On the bar, muscle-bound go-go dancers pranced as fans stuffed their G-strings with dollar bills. The second floor contained a classic piano bar where folks crowded around to collectively sing show tunes. Also on the second floor was a theater with drag shows. This might have been the first time I had ever seen a drag performance, and I don't think I had ever experienced so much joy coming from a stage. 
I am so grateful to Gary for introducing me to the gay 90s. And I am grateful to Chris for introducing me to Gary, as well as for his participation in this podcast. If you would like to participate or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks again to Dios Gurung for editing help, and thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.